you can't be overly perfectionistic about every song because now in my mind I just see like songs I put out years ago as like moments in time that like capture who I was then mm-hmm. and like it's okay it doesn't have to be exactly representative of who I am right now like it's just not realistic She's a singer, songwriter, and model from Tampa, Florida. She started writing music at six years old. You may know her from her songs, The Scientist or No Words. Please welcome Savannah Lay to the podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm great, I'm great. It's great to have you on, and I'm really excited to have this talk with you. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. I just woke up, so I'm ready for questions. <laughs> I should not be waking up this late, but I am home for a little bit for the summer, and so whenever I come back to Florida, I just try to relax as much as I can. We all need that time off. We all have days that we get up at. I'm going to get up later in the day. Exactly. Uh, so just kind of first question, what was your first experience with music like, or what made you first get into music? Yeah, um, well, when I was growing up, my grandma owned a, like, theater production company in, in like, Georgia, um, and my dad was also a country artist from when I was born until when I was about, like, seven, um, and he, like, went back and forth from Florida and Nashville, so it was kind of something I was around, honestly, my whole life, and then my, my sister is two years older than me, and she picked up singing when she turned, like, two or four, so I was just kind of always listening to people around me doing music, and I think my first, like, real experience with it was probably the theater company. I did, like, little shows with my grandma and her company, and I was singing and performing, and um, we even did, like, studio recording sessions for some of her, like, uh, I guess, theater stuff. She would have, like, CDs made for people to listen to, like, with the tracks done for, like, the shows and things like that. So it was kind of just something I was introduced to from, like, literally from as long as I can remember. Yeah, and so... Uh, I was trying to like get to know more about you, read up on you, and I heard that when you were younger, you kind of started a duo act with your sister. What was, what was that kind of like, and what did you learn? Like, is there anything you learned from that that you took into your career? Yeah, I we kind of always sung together because me and her, especially when I was younger, I was like a lower singer. Like my voice just sat more in like that lower register, um, and she was like a higher register so it kind of just naturally made sense for us to like sing together um and so yeah our whole lives we did that and then when I was 16 she moved to Nashville um for school so we started taking it more seriously then in like a professional setting I would say um it was kind of always like our plan originally and we were doing like country pop in Nashville for like two years um, and I was doing it from Florida and then I moved up there and did it for a year once I went to Lipscomb, which was the school of music that we both chose. Um, she graduated from that school. I ended up leaving my sophomore year. So all around that time, I would say is when I feel like I learned the most lessons, probably just because COVID happened and her and I were kind of realizing we had like different career goals and like we loved singing together but like ultimately if we didn't have the same like end goal we weren't going to be able to do it forever so um I think I just took a lot of just like 
the back end stuff with me from that duo because she was a lot more of the creative um, in that setting. She wrote a lot of our songs and she handled a lot of like the music like parts of our our act and I did a lot of like the social media and the emailing and like all the back end stuff. So I took that in with me to like whenever I went out on my own and did a solo career, which is what I've been doing for uh, two and a half years now. That was kind of like what I took with me. And then I started just picking up more into the creative side of things that I'd kind of let go of for a long time. Um, and then, yeah, that's that's kind of how I ended up starting my own stuff. And so leaving college your sophomore year, you dropped out of school completely. So yeah. like how supportive were your parents of that? Did they kind of understand it? Like that this music thing was something that you really wanted to do? Yeah, I mean, I, my whole life, my parents knew that my sister and I wanted to do music. Um, I told them that from a really young age, and my dad never went to college. Um, so he kind of already knew that that was a potential option. But my mom was super big on education, and like I am as well. So I didn't really want to leave originally. I was something I wasn't considering at all. Um, and then around the end of my freshman year, going into my sophomore year, I felt like I was almost kind of being like, held back from just being able to go out into Nashville and like learn um the scene and meet people and collaborate and release music because I had just so much going on in school and like our program was pretty grueling but it felt like some of the things we were learning weren't anything of like use to me in the future for like what I wanted to do um it was a lot more of like the classical side of things and like it was a contemporary program so they did have a lot of stuff geared toward people who weren't doing like classical music like people who were doing pop R&B country um but it wasn't it wasn't, I wasn't able to have the freedom that I wanted and I just still stayed. And then, um, when COVID happened, kind of everything shifted online as everyone knows. And I was just like, I'm paying for like a private education for like online classes when I could like save up the year in, um, Florida, which is where I was during all of COVID write songs and then get back to Nashville and like take a gap year and basically just see what I can do in a year, work on my socials. Cause I had like all the time in the world and I just wanted to see like, I didn't want to look back and be like, oh, I regret not leaving school. Like, what if I had left? So I basically didn't go back for a year. And I, my mom and I had this deal that, like, if in a year it was, like, obvious I should go back because I hadn't done anything, then, like, I would. But she was the one that was actually originally making the idea of, like, leaving, which I wasn't expecting. Um, so, yeah, they were both supportive of me leaving. And then we just didn't think I'd, like, fully leave. And then when the year came back around, it just didn't really make sense anymore. And things were still weird with COVID and, like – singing lessons were still online so it just it just didn't make sense I guess anymore for me um but yeah they were supportive of it yeah and I think that's kind of a common feeling people have like they kind of want to get their career started earlier like as soon as they can whereas like with college or school in general even if you drop out now like later in life if you really wanted to you could go back and finish that education exactly right exactly so like when you were growing up, did you kind of, being surrounded by music, was it known that you wanted to do music, or was there anything else you wanted to do in life? Like, all those kids have those other dreams of, like, fire, yeah. or, like, all these things. Did you have anything else other than music that you were thinking about? I, I've i always been, like, one of those kids that is, like, too old for my age in the sense that I just, like, was very – I've been, like, career-oriented, I feel like, since I was, like, really young, um, and I've almost put that before, like, everything else. Um, I never really had any other dreams. I did – I'm, like, interested in a lot of stuff. Like, I'm one of those people who, like, likes to pick up 
different things and I like to be good at a lot of things and try to like learn about new things all the time um like I grew up doing sports I was like in high school I was a captain of my team and I loved being like an athlete and then I did like CrossFit for a while um like so like I picked up a lot of like athletic type things but never anything that I would have put before my my music um yeah I've always been like pretty one track minded um even as a kid I just kind of was like this is what I want to do and then like I zero in and I don't really get distracted easily by other things um but yeah I did want to on the side do modeling in Nashville that's how that kind of came about because it's something I've always kind of been interested in but it was probably because it's a creative outlet just like music and it kind of like coincides with one another and you can use what you learn in modeling for your music career as well so I feel like that's why I was interested in it so it always kind of comes back to music but I do have things that I'm like I like doing besides music I just wouldn't pursue them professionally if that makes any sense yeah it's like what what are kind of some of those things that you learn in modeling that you also use in your music career yeah I just think getting comfortable in front of a camera is really important um I'm not very comfortable in front of a camera if someone else is recording or taking pictures of me it's always been like if I'm the one holding the camera like on a blog of some sorts yeah. like that's like more comfortable obviously but um I think modeling just helps me get out of my comfort zone and like you wear different clothes that you wouldn't normally wear you meet people you're kind of thrown into like a setting where you have to just like be in yourself in front of mm-hmm. a group of random people random photographers um you have to learn how to just like be fast on the scene and like learn quickly because I feel like I I kind of just went into modeling with no modeling experience professionally um I always was like into social media and like taking photos but I I didn't like do it for money ever so it was just like a new thing for me it was a new world um just I learned a lot about makeup and hair because like I would whenever you're sitting in the chair like getting ready for the shoot you're just like talking to these makeup artists um and people like that for like hours while they're doing your stuff and so you just like learn a bunch of tips on that end um I did a few music videos that I was in where I was like an extra or I was having to act which makes me uncomfortable to act because I'm not an actress um but it's part of the job so I figured it out and just like in music videos for your own stuff you kind of are acting it's just a little less uncomfortable because it's like your song and your story but you're still acting in some way um so yeah just things like that it was it was nice to just kind of be in that world and not have to worry about like the singing aspect but more of like the on-camera yeah. aspect and at least if it's like your music video or something you're doing you kind of have a creative set you can change things as you want you're not kind of like stuck to whatever the project is you can change things as you go along exactly and so whether it's getting out of your comfort zone or anything else what would what tips or like advice would you give to people just starting their music career career trying to pursue music and get out yeah I think for me advice that I always try to give is just like don't allow yourself to worry too much about like what other people are doing in music I feel like right now there's just so much going on and there's so much changing and like even since I started when I was 16 I'm 22 um there's so much changing always and like the music industry is just a lot different now with social media like it was always a part of your career but I feel like now it's like detrimental to it and so it's like it's really easy to get like imposter syndrome and like compare yourself to other people and just like have so many outside voices coming in at one time. Um, I guess the biggest, I'm like a big advocate for doing things on your own first before bringing in other people to help you like shape your career. I think for me, I didn't have a manager for like two and a half years. I didn't really have anyone telling me anything. I was like fully in control of my music. And so because I didn't have 
people like pushing me into any direction. I had to figure out like, what do I want? What do I want to say? What do I want to research? And I got to learn like a lot more about music and like the industry because I was doing so much research trying to figure it out so that I was my own manager, my own publicist, my own everything. Um, And I think when you wear a lot of hats, it can be stressful, but also you do have a really good sense of like what you should want from somebody when they do step into the picture. I feel like now the manager that I have, I was like looking for someone like her for years and it was, it was just meeting people and it was never working out. And I think if I had not been my own manager for so long, I wouldn't have known what to expect or like known what I was looking for. Um, And a lot of people just like starting out, just like want a bunch of people to come in and like speak into their career because they're like stressed about like the initial start. So I guess just starting is just like the main thing, just going for it and like not listening to other people. Cause a lot of people don't really respect music and artists until they've made something or done something that gives them like a respectable thing. And then all of a sudden everyone's like supportive of it. So at first it's really hard when everyone's like music, like you're never going to make money. You're never going to be able to do that like for a career. Um, and I think that's just like a hard thing to swallow, especially if you're like a person that cares what other people think of you. Um, I'm not one of those people personally that like really cares about outside voices, but I do care a lot about like what my personal like family thinks of me and my, my closest friends care. So I don't know. I think it's just something about finding supportive people and just like going for it and like doing everything you can on your own first and just figuring out the industry. Um, Cause if you're really like into music and you love music, like the other aspects of it aren't awesome to learn about. Like it sucks to have to sit there and like research TikTok and all these things and, you know, research, you know, publicists and why you shouldn't hire one so early and just like all these things. But it's beneficial to you in the end because then you're the one that has the knowledge and then when people do want to come and step in and be a part of your team like you know what you deserve and like what you want so Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the main thing is just like going for it and not allowing other people to speak into your career too early probably and you you mentioned that you thought socials in some aspect could be detrimental you know causing imposter syndrome and all this what do you think are like do you see any positives or like helpful uh sides of social media for artists nowadays because it's obviously becoming such such a more used tool by artists like all these smaller artists and bands are now getting getting their start getting their music out there getting like to getting headline tours purely based on their social presence and so um or kind of do you think about that side of the music industry I think that TikTok is, I love and hate it. I think it's really beneficial in the sense that it's like basically a free marketing tool and there's just so much growth that can occur on that app more than any other app I've ever been a part of. And I've been doing social media since like middle school because I'm just weird and I had like an Instagram in like middle school. It's like, I don't know. So I think that there's just so much about it that is easy access right now that we as artists should take advantage of i think making content is annoying i would say after a while especially for like how much you're posting it's like three times a day or every day but i think if you just like kind of dedicate a few days of your week to like making a bunch of videos which is like kind of how i do it i think it takes the pressure off um and you just kind of have things set up for the week um, I think, yeah, I, I've grown so much on social media alone. And like during the year of COVID, when I didn't have anything to do when I was leaving school, I just sat here and I worked on making videos. And originally it was just like lifestyle videos because I didn't even think at the time that TikTok was an app for musicians. Like all I saw were like dancing trends and like people talking. Mm-hmm. And so that's like how I started. And then I started posting music on a separate account. So now I have like three accounts, but music's the only one I actually post on. Um, and it's just grown exponentially in the sense of like, 
real listeners, real people. Uh, my target audience is completely on on TikTok, whereas on Instagram, my target audience is super off because of how I built my Instagram originally, and then I tried transferring over to a musician's page, which I'm still doing, but it's a whole different growth setting rather than TikTok, which is so quick, mm-hmm. and Instagram is like a long game type of thing, um, and you lose a lot of followers when you start posting what you really care about and like what you really want to do. You lose those people who are only following you for whatever reason it originally started as, so I don't know. Social media can be really hard to navigate and I think there's just so much about it that changes literally every day so you have to just be keeping up with it I am always like on YouTube researching like current things algorithms like things that people are noticing in the back end with like reels because that's such a big thing now too just like how to transfer over my Instagram to more of a video platform even though it's supposed to be a picture platform I think it's transferring quickly and everyone can tell and so it's just like taking advantage of it I think social media is hard and if you're on it too much and you sit there and you're like overanalyzing everyone's pictures and videos, you can start to like freak yourself out and think that you're not good and you're not doing enough and then like look at this person. And that's when it starts to, I feel like, get unhealthy. Yeah. Um, I've got, I've been there or, or like when I've posted a song and it hasn't performed well and I'm like, I'm not releasing the song. No one likes it. Like basing your, the, the greatness of like your art off of like a seven second algorithm, like it, it doesn't really yeah. make sense, but it's easy to do. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I've just had to repurpose my content and just be like, here's this video I posted three days ago. It didn't work. Let me post it again at a different time. And like, then it'll do super good. So it has really nothing to do with like your music being terrible or not terrible. It's just like, you have to post it at a good time. You have to have the right traction and like the right captions. And it just all comes into play and obviously good music. But sometimes, you know, videos do well that you're like, why did that video blow up? Like, you never know. It's just yeah. social media crazy. So like, you just have to be, I don't know, not put too much emphasis on like that being the driving factor in your career um, because it is it is a huge part of it. But also like you're also trying to gain like long lasting genuine fans that will show up to your shows not just like your videos you know and that takes a whole nother aspect of marketing and that's when like the team is super useful and having a manager and people that can like help you with that because that's a whole nother aspect to it there's so many people that have like a lot of followers but like they don't translate when it comes to streams or or their shows so yeah it doesn't translate to like real life like tangible fans but then also the thing is tiktok can be is it's more like to get discovered and it's like almost guaranteed engagement whereas instagram is more kind of if someone already knows you or like is or has already been a fan of you so you see these artists that have like hundreds of thousands of followers on tiktok and you click that button to go to their instagram and it's at like two thousand or something and there's like clearly a drop off there exactly instagram is kind of more for like the fans who will go to shows and will uh listen to the music rather than just see a tiktok of yours every now and then and like totally totally and so when when you kind of once the pandemic kind of came and kind of had everyone questioning things was there ever a question as to like what you would do with your music career or like if you would go back to school and take a pause on music every now like was there ever anything that pandemic or otherwise that made you want like think about uh stopping music um i think well during when i when covid happened it was around the time that my duo and i have we split off from each other in like professional settings so the first question was just like what 
does my music look like without her? Um, Because like I said, she was the creative aspect of a lot of our stuff. And so, and a lot of that came from just like the little sister thing. Like I, she was older than me and I'd always kind of grown up behind her. And so I felt like um, I wanted us to both have something we could bring to the duo, which is, I was like, if she's naturally the, you know, the writer and the, the musician that in that way, I want to bring something else to the table. So that's why I got super into like the back end stuff and the marketing and the other side of the business. But I think that like the idea of being a creative person and like writing my own songs, I kind of talked myself out of for a long time. I, I was like very insecure in the sense of like, she was my older sister and she was really good at music and writing. So I was like, Oh, well, if she's doing that, like I can't do that too. And so I kind of like shut myself off from writing for a long time, even though I'd been doing it since I was a kid. Um, I don't know, I've always been one of those people who's like almost a little bit too hyper independent. So I was like, well, I want to do my own thing and not share this with you. But in reality, like writing music is one of the most important parts of being an artist. So, um, yeah, when we split off, I had to figure out like, what, what does my music sound like? Can I even write a song after a few years? I haven't written one in a long time. Um, besides from school, like in my program I was in for those first two years, we did write songs and that's what first sparked my, my like love for music again in my own way was like, we were in songwriting class and I had to make songs and I was like, this is terrible. Like I'm scared. And one of my first songs, which I release is no words is I wrote that in school. Like I wrote that for a project. So literally I just ended up like, like actually liking the song and got it recorded, but it was originally just for a school assignment. So yeah, I think I just was like, this is the type of music I've already made for school. Now I need to figure out like what I'm doing. And I, I kind of just had like a huge, like, sit down with myself moment during COVID because I like I was just starting fresh from a new blank page um and yeah I, I was never questioning do I want to continue to do music it was more of just like, how can I do it now without my sister and I think it, that was the biggest growing point in my life because like I've never been a person that quits ever anything even when like I probably should quit something because it's like hurting my body like for example high school and basketball like I just pushed myself to the end even though I probably should have maybe left the team like my senior year when I had so much music going on that I was like doing both at the same time and I was not doing good I was like I'm not quitting it's my senior year you know what I mean so I'm just like not that person that lets go of something I believe in ever so I really fought for music and I always have and that especially that year I just went full-fledged like I started booking shows I had no music so I was playing like two of my own songs and then just like a bunch of covers in Nashville I was just like I'm gonna play shows out I'm gonna start writing I started messaging people from my school that I had written with during classes people that were older than me reaching out to people on Instagram I was like let's write like I just kind of like went crazy because I'm like I was super hyper focused and then I was stressed that I was behind and I was like oh my gosh two years of my life in Nashville was in a duo that I just spent on something that didn't end up going through so like what can I do now? And I was just freaking out. But me freaking out ended up being good because then it opened a lot of doors. And I was just like basically trying to make up for the past two years. So I made up for two years in like six months. So I was just going after things and making calls. And yeah, I think it just kind of was a point where I was questioning everything. And I think I needed to. I needed to figure out what I want to do um, and why I want to do music by myself and like what's the purpose of my career. And it was just like a whole thing. Um, but I definitely, yeah, I questioned a lot of stuff that year. I still question all the time, like what I'm doing, because it's just such a weird <laughs> industry, but I'm a lot more sure of myself now and a lot more sure of my music and like what I stand for, my team and like who, who's around me and like my goals. I have all that really aligned, um, but I didn't for a long time. And yeah, it was, it was a rough, it was a rough time for sure. Are you a music artist trying to find a way to get your music on as many streaming platforms as possible? Then check out DistroKid.
DistroKid is a super user-friendly and super easy to use service that will make your music available in stores like Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon Music, YouTube, Snapchat, everything. Everything you could imagine, it's available. People will even be able to add your songs into their Instagram stories. DistroKid helps you with the distribution, monetization, and promotion of all of your music. Use the link in the description of this video for 7% off any DistroKid package you want. Pick from musician packages designed to help artists get their own music out there, or even get a label package where you can manage up to 100 artists from one profile. So that's more for like managers, labels, and you can also get the musician package that I mentioned earlier, which is more for artists, producers, things like that. It's super easy, and you can get 7% off any package right now with the link in the description of this video. So once again, drilling for a way to get your music on as many streaming platforms as possible. I'm talking any platform you can think of. Get DistroKid and get 7% off right now with the link in the description back to the program so like can you imagine just like getting up on stages even even to perform covers just getting up to perform to get your name out there what was kind of your first live performance or like or live show like what was that experience like to just for the first time actually sing yeah. to, to an audience yeah right when we stopped singing together i had an ensemble performance actually the next day for school so that wasn't like my own show basically it was more so um for my program i was in all year they would put all the students of my class all like each class into different groups and so then at the end of the year we'd have like a big performance with your group so we started beginning the semester and we just like learn a bunch of songs and we play them as like a band and like the singer majors me and like a bunch of others would sing then there's like guitarists that were there on like that type of scholarships and stuff like that we'd all get together and like play these songs at the end of the year um and so my ensemble was like that next day and so that was my first time like performing on stage knowing that I was gonna be like a solo artist even though I had like a band behind me and like my school was there and all that kind of stuff it still felt different because I knew like up there everyone at my school had known me as like half of Lexana which was our duo name so like no one really knew me as like Savannah my own artist um everyone was just, like oh that's Lexi's sister type of thing and so um that day I knew and I was just like kind of nervous to perform at all even though no one else knew what was going on um and then my first show that I booked was at this like coffee shop across the street from our school that everyone usually performs at and it was uh maybe exactly a couple weeks before COVID happened so it was right before mm -hmm. um it was in February or March and yeah I mean I was scared I was one of those weirdos that like put flyers up around my school and I was like come to my show because like no one was gonna come in my mind I was like I've never performed by myself like why would anyone come I don't have any music <laughs> like anything so I got like a bunch of my friends um some people from Florida that I am close to flew up for me and like came and then some people from school so it was nice I mean it was like scary and uncomfortable but I felt like I was able to like just to pull it off and that's all I wanted to prove to myself was that yeah. like in a small time, like, I can get some songs together. I'd written, like, three or four songs um, in that past month, like, literally within the time, just so I could have them to sing. And then just sang some covers that I felt, like, showcased, like, what kind of music I wanted to do. Um, and it was definitely, like, more of a pop show. And that was, like, when I knew. I was, like, I want to do pop music. Like, I never felt country was where I was, like, 
genuine and most authentically myself. I feel like I did it because it was, I love country and I grew up listening to it, but I also know that that's not where my voice sits or where I feel the most me. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think it was just the Nashville thing when you get up there, you're like, oh, country pop. Cause like we're cut, we grew up on country, but like also we love pop. So let's do both. And, and now I'm just solely pop. And that, that was the first show I'd ever played where I just did pop stuff. And so, once you had gotten off that stage and completed the show, did you kind of have some newfound confidence? Like, this is something I could do, like, multiple times in the future. Because it, it is such, like, a main part of being an artist, like, playing live shows. So right. once you got that first one down, did you kind of feel like it was something you could do again? Or did it take a few more tries to finally feel comfortable enough that you could, that performing live is something that you could do? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've, my whole life I've had stage fright um, since I was a kid, because I've been performing for so long, like, even in Florida, I would perform in, like, competitions and, like, things around Tampa, um, there's not a lot of, like, much of a music scene where I'm from, mm-hmm. there's just, like, cover bands and things like that, so I would join, like, local competitions, and, like, I, when my sister and I were in a duel for two years, we were singing out all the time, we went on, like, a small tour, like, we did that whole thing, so I'm used to, like, performing, but I was not used to performing by myself at all, um, I was very scared actually and I've always kind of had stage fright like I mentioned but even before as a kid I was in a quartet with me my sister and these two girls that we were really close to that were also sisters it was like two sister groups we all sang together put our own harmonies together um and that made me feel more comfortable because like the more people on the stage the less scared I was and so yeah I think I don't know when I got off I was just like I can do this definitely I knew I could do it but I wanted to do it better than I had mm. done it because I knew that when I was up there I definitely messed up a lot more than I did when I was performing in my room obviously um and I felt just like I didn't give everything I had to the performance but it's because I was in my head a lot of the performance and I think it's something that I always struggle with is just like stage anxiety I've had it for forever um it's definitely something that gets better the more you perform and like how if you're performing continuously it gets a lot easier but when I'm taking months off like for example I haven't performed since probably I don't even know what month it is right now is it July I think like May and by the time I get back to Nashville it'll be like like probably August 1st so my first show back I'm gonna be scared like I just know that um but I think there is a new confidence that I have now that I didn't have then and that's just that like this music I have out that I'm singing out I'm proud of it like it feels like me and like um I've sang it out millions of times at like writers rounds and things like things like that now so I'm still nervous every time I step on stage but I'm a lot more confident in like what I'm doing Mm -hmm. up there and like the type of things that I'm singing for sure yeah and so like that that confidence in yourself or or like not wanting to quit anything was there any one person that kind of instilled that in you or did you just kind of find that you like got that on your own yeah i think my parents are entrepreneurs both of them um my dad did not go to school and then he he like it was like a whole thing when he was younger but he ended up getting pulled out of high school at like 16 and then he just like started working um and then he ended up getting his GED like around like when he was like 21 or something like that and then he just like worked random jobs for a long time in sales he was in sales for a long time and then I think my mom and him met when he was like she was like his boss so she like was the one leading the company and he just like worked for her um and then Eventually, after they got married, they opened their own mortgage business. And then at that time, my dad was also doing music in Nashville. So he's traveling while owning that business back in Florida. So I don't know. My dad's just been one of those people forever that's like, 
he believes in something and he wants to do something, he does it type of thing. And I think there's a lot of obstacles that come with doing a non-set traditional path, especially like a musician. It's just like, there's not really um, a map for you to get to your end goal. It's literally just like throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what works and just like moving off of that. And that's just how music honestly feels a lot of the time. It's just unstable and scary, especially at the level of like an artist that a lot of us are at where we're just like, trying to figure it out we don't have a steady income coming through um and like i don't know my dad just always was like if i wanted to do music like i even if i have all this other stuff like standing away like he was in his 30s at the time which in country music as a man isn't really that big of a deal but mm. still like especially at that time there was just so many of them coming up out of every place ever um and he was also like had kids and was doing all of these things. And then when he came back to Florida after being a musician in Nashville, he had a band in Florida for 10 years and then he worked three jobs and then got a financial advisor's degree. And then now he owns his own financial advising business. So he's just one of those people who's like done everything that he wants to and like always finds a way to make it work and like support my dreams and my sister and my mom and like all these things. So I don't know. I feel like he definitely instilled like just the idea of like, if you want something, you can make it happen idea and just like being confident and knowing what you want to do. Um, and my mom also is like very smart and just like went back to school to be like an RN and get her ultrasound degree at like 43, which like most people in her class were like early twenties. Like, um, her GPA had to be like above 4.0 to get into the program. Like she just is like one of those like people who can do anything. She sets her mind to as well. And she's also works at my, my dad's company. It's like their company. So I don't know. They've just both been super entrepreneurial people my whole life um, and not done anything super traditional. And so I think it just made me feel like I can definitely make things happen if I work hard enough because um, they definitely worked so hard. It just like was in a way that people probably wouldn't have suggested. <laughs> and then eventually it worked out. So, yeah. Yeah. And so when, when you kind of try like sit down and have the thought of making a new song, like when you set out to try to do that, do you kind of have a certain creative process that you try to follow or do do songs just kind of end up taking shape however they come about yeah I think when I'm writing alone um it's different than when I'm writing in a group I think when I'm writing by myself I try to just like I don't know I think I might need to change some of this up like recently I've just been kind of blocked uh the past like month um but recently mostly how I do it is I just grab like my piano or my guitar and I just sit there and I just like start either I get like inspired by something I saw or like a video or a song mm -hmm. that I heard and I'll just try to kind of write down and put down like chords that I like and then I'll just literally like freestyle sing over what I'm doing until I like something and then I just start usually writing it from there and I usually start with the verses and then lead into like the rest of the song I used to be only able to write like a chorus hook and then I would just not have anything else. And now I feel like it's the opposite. Now I feel like I can write verses and I can't write a chorus. So just like, I try to just sit there and allow myself to be making mistakes. I think when you're too hard on yourself, when you're writing, you're like, Oh my God, that's stupid. You're just going to like mess up any creativity that you have coming through. So I just try to like write down whatever I'm thinking. Um, if I'm not able to be near a piano or a guitar and I'm out somewhere and I get an idea, I'll just like put in a voice memo in my phone or I'll write down whatever the idea was in my notes and just kind of go from there when I get back to my room. I tend to write alone um, in the middle of the like, night at like 2 a.m. That's like my creative time. I don't know why it's always been like that since COVID. It's just like from 12 a.m. to 2 is like the time where yeah. I feel creative. Um, so yeah, I feel like that's my process alone is just like writing down what comes to my mind and just singing things and trying things. 
And then normally in a co-write situation, um, I try to come in with an idea and then we just like write it the rest of it together and build off of like something I've already started. I like to come in with an idea always because I feel like when I try starting from scratch in a room with other people, I lose the, uh, I guess the strength to just be like, this is my idea and this is what I want to do. And this is, you know, mm-hmm. I'm very bad about doing that in a group setting. I think I get like in my head and I get nervous to say anything and then the song never turns off the way that I want it to. Um, and that's something I've definitely had to work on because I wasn't in co-writes for a long time. Um, I barely even was writing for a long time. So I've just grown into like working with people I really trust and like respect and it's been easier, but it's still hard for me to like speak up in a room. So it's something I'm working on, but yeah, I try to always have an idea coming into it. And that's when I usually find my voice is like found within the song quicker if we already have something to start off of. And I remember that's kind of like a common thing where I've talked to people where I like ask them about their creative process. And a lot of them say that it's like, and I like at just or just like at random points in general, and like I yeah. heard someone they were talking and they were like, "Yeah, I always keep like my phone or like a notebook by the bed, so that way, like if I wake up in the night, I just not not even the full idea. I just write down like keywords to remember the idea and go back to bed." Yeah, and I think definitely. there is definitely something weird about like just kind of when you let the mind kind of rest or like not focus on anything and definitely get inspired or get ideas for things right and so um i like i heard that you try to sit down and write uh something and every single day do you ever find that there are days where you just kind of are at a lull or like can't think of anything yeah yeah all the time i think like I don't know, it's not normal, I feel like, for an artist to be able to write something great every day. Like, that's yeah. just, I've never heard of that happening. I'm sure maybe some artist thinks that that does happen, but I've not ever seen it happen. Um, I always come up with, like, random ideas sometimes that I'm just like, this is bad. And, like, I don't know, I, I've gone to the point where I know, like, when if it's going to be a good or bad writing day when I'm writing, I can tell and I'm not going to, like, push myself too hard. I think I used to be like, oh, my God, you have to come up with something, like, okay today and like if I can't at least I like tried and I wrote something down and like honestly the bad songs always end up leading into like a good moment or a good thought later so I just try to like embrace the bad moments for what they are and just let them be and not over stress myself about coming up with something amazing every single day because it's just not gonna happen um and yeah I try not to put too much pressure on myself because I think that's when you lead yourself into like a block for sure and I've been blocked many times honestly like for months at a time sometimes and it's really and I still write through them but I can tell it's just not feeling like me or sometimes I'll write like an amazing something I'm so proud of like the other day I came up with this idea and I wrote it out all in one night in like an hour and I was so proud of it and I have like a songwriting coach that I work with and I showed it to her and she's like oh my gosh this is so good you should like cut this one and like I was so proud of it and then ever since that song I have not written anything good and it's been like two weeks so I think sometimes you just like, have a really great idea and then your mind just like is like, okay, you had that, like, that's it for a while. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, like, why? Like, like, you're just like triggered. That you can fall back on, like, oh, I didn't write anything good today, but at least I have this thing that I wrote. And, yeah. um, and when you release a song, whether it was like, you, you thought it'd be good or you thought it'd be bad, has a song ever, like, not performed the way you thought it would? Like, maybe you were excited about a song and it didn't really gain the traction you thought it would or the flip side like you were kind of unsure about the song but like put it out anyways and it ended up doing much better than you thought it would yeah i think no words is one of those songs i didn't expect to be well Mm -hmm. um 
I I just had written it, like I said, for that class. And, like, in my mind, especially at that time, it was, like, one of the first songs I'd written in years. And so, like, I completely downplayed the song in my head. And I was like, this is just, like, very basic and boring. And no one's going to like this. And I was like, but I'm going to put it out because I just need to start putting music out. And I think that's, like, a mistake a lot of people make is, like, waiting until everything is perfect. And then they go years making all this music and never put it out. Like, you have to just start putting it out. Like, you can't be overly perfectionistic about every song because – now in my mind, I just see like songs I put out years ago as like moments in time that like capture who I was then, mm-hmm. and like it's okay. It doesn't have to be exactly representative of who I am right now. Like it's just not realistic. And so, um, yeah, I put that out, and I, I just thought people would like like it, whatever. But it ended up being like my first song to pass like fifty thousand streams, and it was like my first song, and so like it was special to me in that way. But also like I think people resonated with like the emotion behind the songs. Like at the time I wrote it, like I completely was writing it from my perspective of like things I was dealing with and I was I had a really really tough year that year it was my freshman year of college and I was not doing good <laughs> and that song was like capturing I guess that feeling that I had going on at the time and so I think people resonated with just like the emotion in the song but rather than me overthinking how great lyrically it was I I just feel like what came out of it was emotion and that's what like I wanted to portray so that song was one of the ones I was like kind of still this day like I think it's my listen most listened to on like um apple and I'm like why I don't know I just after everything I put out I'm still like I don't know but whatever I'm I'm happy about it um and then yeah my a song I thought would probably do better was probably my song my fault um because it's like to me it was one of my favorites that I've ever written but also it just ended up like it didn't do like terribly but it was like the least listened to off my EP um so I was like I guess people didn't like it the same way that I did and that happens too like sometimes you're you're more passionate about a song and your audience doesn't connect to it as well but also at the time that I put out my EP like I didn't have nearly the same marketing strategies that I do now like I barely marketed it myself um and I never did, like, a lot of social media posting for it. I didn't really know how to do that. I didn't have a content schedule. I didn't have a manager. I just was literally throwing, once again, throwing stuff at the wall and seeing yeah. what works. So, yeah, I don't know if I ever really gave that song a fair chance um, to be heard, I guess, is the right way to say it. I never really put a lot yeah. of a promotion behind it. So, yeah, I think now, even now, I could probably start repurposing that song and posting it now and just being like, because, you know, a song is never too old to post about. Like, some songs blow up, like, three yeah. years after the fact. So I definitely could post it. I just haven't really because I have so much music coming out right now that I'm, like, overwhelmed with the new stuff. But it's something I'm considering in the future is just, like, reposting my EP music because I, at the time, I really didn't have the same thing going on that I do now. Yeah, and I think uh, you kind of mentioned it with No Words. The way I see it is, like, I feel like sometimes if you sit on a song for too long or, like, uh, or like wait a long time to release it, the longer kind of spend with it there are some songs that you just like the whole way through but some like it's almost like you feel like you've had so much time with it and it starts to like feel like it's getting old and you like kind of lose your like your love for it and then put it out and realize that it is actually still a good song but um yeah yeah the love bracelet is the perfect gift for you and your partner the love bracelet prides themselves on handmade matching bracelets. Each bracelet that they make is named after a city in the Amalfi Coast in Italy. If bracelets aren't your thing, that's fine. They have sweatshirts and other products as well. The Love Bracelet is a business dedicated to raising awareness for domestic violence. 
Use code HEROICYT for 35% off and free U.S. shipping. They do also ship worldwide. Find them at Official Love Bracelet on Instagram. And again, that is code HEROICYT, all lowercase, for 35% off your order and free U.S. shipping. You mentioned where your inspiration comes from. You try to think of like things you've seen or anything. Uh, do you ever try to like use inspiration in the form of like listening to other artists or like different music that you like and trying to like find ideas in that? Yeah, I think my biggest forms of in- of inspiration come from like my favorite artists and just like the the sounds that they use or like the way they like use different melody ideas yeah. and things like that. Um, and then, like, a lot of the actual, like, meaning of the lyrics usually comes from my own, like, personal stuff. I've, I've been trying to step into a zone recently where I'm writing more about, like, either things that aren't directly related to me or things that are. Because I used to just feel like I – it was kind of comfortable for me to write about, like, heartbreak. And that's something that everyone can write about. Um, I feel like it's, like, the common thing that's easy for people to write about. For me, it was the easy thing. And then I was struggling to find, like, ways to write about myself or write about – things that I like felt or things I saw about other people or stories that other people had. So I think that's like more so what the newer music for next year is kind of turning into is like more directly about me, um, which is something I'm excited about. But yeah, I think, yeah, my favorite artists are the ones that I've inspired a lot in my EP last year. And also just like this year, I've like discovered a lot more artists that I like in the singer songwriter pop world. Cause I, when I got into that world, I was like, well, who, what kind of music do I like? What is my music going to look like? So let me find some artists that I look up to and I like their stuff. So I can kind of like, when I go into a session, be like, hey, to the producer, this is like the kind of vibe I'm going for. Because a lot of times, every session, they want a reference of some sort. So that's normally what I try to do is find references for my songs um, that I'm trying to create. And that's just kind of how I start off. And then, yeah, I make the stories like personal to me in whichever way that is. And so how do you are there any ways you kind of find like to try to keep a balance between inspiration without like sounding too much like an artist or like trying to like it seems like you're just copying or saying that like how do you kind of stop that from happening or like uh going too far towards one sound yeah i feel like i try to just stick to writing acoustically most of the time and i feel like what that does for me is like in a track right if you pull up a track that you really like and then they just mimic the track like in front of you and then you write to the track that they just created it's a lot different than like you sitting in your room with just your own thoughts and by yourself like it's really hard to create some loss of sound when you're not like referencing back to it a million times like if you hear it and you like it and then you sit down and you're like what about that did i like and then you start thinking about your own stuff then that's like the easiest way to like come up with your own things and your own ideas and like it'll just like flow from you personally and you can't really get that from anywhere else but if you're sitting there like copying the track basically or trying to copy the concept it's going to end up somehow yeah. being very similar to the other person i don't know there's a lot of music like that right now where i'm like on tiktok and i'm scrolling and i'm like this these girls or these guys sound exactly like this artist because they're just trying yeah. to mimic like whatever is popular at the time and i don't want to ever be that person i think it's easy to get inspired by people but i think it's harder for me to copy personally certain people's music or art like their artistry i feel like it to me would make me mad if people were doing that to me so i try not to do that but there's a lot of music right now that just sounds all the same and i feel like it's hard to stand out when you do that so i try to like think of it as like i want to make music that is me 
that still fits in this like the singer songwriter pop space, but is me, so that people can recognize who is singing and they're not like, oh, this is another Lennon Cell or another yeah. Gracie Abrams. You know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, yeah, and you kind of mentioned it with No Words. A lot of artists kind of find it like hard or scary to put out songs with such honest and like authentic lyrics. And I think that's what stops a lot of people from like being honest with their own music. When you kind of decide to put that out, what what like feelings were you experiencing when you first put it out? And since then, how has releasing such an honest song been? Um, I think the first being that like that was my first song I put out. I was uncomfortable and nervous for people to hear it. Um, I don't know. I'm a person that, like, I'm not very vulnerable, like, as a girl. Like, I feel like a lot of, uh, in the way that just, like, it's not something easy for me to access. It's just, like, vulnerability and, like, being emotional and, like, talking about myself in, like, a personal way to people, especially if I don't know them. Um, I'm, like, very private, and so being a musician is really hard to be a private person. Like, it's, like, a big contradiction. So it's something I've had to, like, kind of reshape and like work on like what is my brand and like what do I want to do and like how do I want my music to reach people if I'm not willing to tell them like personal things about my life so I think like the best way to describe it is I've just had to come up with the idea of like the best way to get to know me is musically like when it comes to like my social medias or even if I am doing a type of interview like I'm I'm honest and I'm being like completely transparent but also like nobody will ever truly know like the stories behind your music and like what exactly happened and like that's something that I always will have to like keep for myself and I'm sure a lot of artists feel that way about like you can have the story written out in like the song and people can hear it and they can like make it their own but like no one's ever going to truly know like the exact situation or the name or the person you know so those experiences like are the thing that I have that I'm like okay this is personal like I have that at least because like I said I'm not good at sharing myself with random people and it's hard for me so yeah there's some artists that are just super transparent emotionally like vulnerable all the time and just kind of lay it all out there in interviews and in everything and I'm not like that person ever so I feel like for me, yeah, I just try to think of, like, my music and my lyrics as the way people can get to, like, know who I am and, like, uh, see the vulnerability that I do have that it's not easy for me to have. But through music, it's my one way of, like, kind of having it as an outlet. And I've always kind of seen it like that. And so when I'm writing a song, I'm, I try not to hold back what I actually feel. And then when I put it out there, I try to remember that, like, people don't really – aren't going to sit there and, like, question and deep thought what I wrote that about for hours on end and like try to dig into my personal life Mm. like they're honestly just going to listen to it and relate to it and make it feel whatever it's supposed to feel for them like make my song something that they can relate to and something that they can you know use for their own healing of whatever it is um yeah it's just honestly music to provoke thought and like emotion and like have people feel like they have something they can relate to and they're not like alone in that feeling so Mm. yeah I think it was uncomfortable at first but I just had to remember that like if I want my music to reach people and I want my music to feel honest, I have to be honest in the music. And like I said, the personal back-end experiences of it that I'm so worried about, like, you know, sharing, no one's ever going to really know that stuff. And that's not the important part. It's just the, the fact of relating to people. Um, and I think when people know the exact story behind a song, it makes it harder for them to make it their own because then they just yeah. think of your story. So, yeah, I try to remember that and not get, my, get so in my head about just being like, so private because it's yeah. there's parts of my life that just aren't going to be and that's yeah. okay I, I think even even a personal song if you make it big enough kind of like you mentioned people will just find own experiences or memories of their life to connect it to they won't necessarily try to dig into 
why you wrote it or what your experience with that song was. Right. So if you kind of got like a uh, once in a lifetime chance to like make a song with any artist in the world, who who would you kind of want to make a song with? I feel like there's honestly so many, um, so many that I like yeah. love and like would want to do different types of songs with, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. different artists for different reasons different types of vibes of the song but i feel like it's a good question right now i feel like it always kind of changes so right now i would love to do a song with like khalid or like i'm like i love r&b music as well like i grew up listening to like rap and r&b as well because like florida you know what i mean that's just our, the vibe down here so um yeah someone like in that space would be really cool. Um, also, just like any pop artist that I really look up to, like I love Lennon Sala, I love Gracie Abrams, um, I love their music. I think Benny Blanco is awesome as well. So just like anything in that space would be yeah. really cool. And like, maybe you don't have a ton of live experience, but of the live shows you've played, have you had? Has there been one that you kind of think of as your favorite, or like? you just really loved playing or, like, had a good feeling about it during, like, in the middle of it? Yeah, I think my most recent show um, at the High Watt in Nashville was, like, the last time that venue is going to be open because they mm -hmm. are closing it. They're shutting down, like, that whole uh, performance venue and they're they're putting up, like, apartment buildings or something. So that music venue's been there for years and it's just, like, really sad. So that was, like, one of the last times I was ever going to play there or, like, anyone could watch a show there. And I opened for my friend. Um, his name's Jordan, but he goes by Loverboy. He's, like, a all-pop guy in Nashville. Um, and, yeah, I played for for the opening set and like yeah it was just him and I show there wasn't like a company hosting it or anything and, and so I we sold out most every like the whole part of the venue and like everyone that came was there for like just him or me like there wasn't like any other option so it felt like special and it felt like the first time I had seen like people coming to my show um you know that wasn't like through some type of yeah. ticket sales that I had been doing for months or promotions or a company helping support with supporting artists, also bringing other people. Like it was strictly just him and I's fan bases in Nashville. And um, surprisingly, a lot of my listeners aren't in Nashville, which I think is strange. Um, they're actually like everywhere else, like Chicago, LA, like that kind of thing. So um, it was just surprising the, out, the turnout and just the amount of people that came, but also people that did show up were engaged and listening and like people were excited and like I got to perform my new song and then it came out that night and like after my show and it was just, it's like a special um, performance I feel like. And I was, I felt like myself up there. I mean, like I said, I always had stage fright from performing since I was a kid. I've always been scared. Um, so I was, I was definitely nervous before I went on, but it ultimately ended up feeling like special for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. And so, do you kind of have almost like a like a bucket list or a to-do list of like venues or arenas that you would just love to play when they are like dream venues almost that you want to play shows at? I feel like I do have a a good amount of places that I like love to play. I don't I don't know if I have like an exact dream venue, which I think is strange because I feel like everyone does. I'm one of those people who like even with like my friend that I hang out with all the time is like in like love with cars, and so he has like a dream car. And I'm like, and he's like, you don't have a dream car? I'm like, no, like I just have a few cars that I think are cool. So I'm like one of those people who just like takes in 
a lot of things and like loves a lot of stuff I don't really know if I have like one main thing but I do feel like a big dream is just to play like a music festival outside like that's a big goal of mine is just like a festival performance I've, I've played at festivals before but they weren't like anything in like the pop world they were just like opening for a country festival or like something small like yeah. in that setting um back when I was in a duo and so I've always wanted to play like Lollapalooza or like Hangout Fest or like one of these like really awesome venues that are outside and I think yeah. being outside and like near the water is just something that I want to do because I'm from Florida and I am like a beach girl and like I just love being in that setting and it makes me feel like myself and more grounded when I'm like near the water so in a national there is no water like it's landlocked so you go to a lake if you want to have some water um experiences and so yeah just playing like out there and like that kind of vibe would be really cool or like playing at the arena in my hometown like in Tampa would be cool or anything like that um but I'm definitely like a festival mindset right now I want to play a festival like very soon <laughs> and so have you had any like memorable uh like fan interactions or like meeting a fan and in any way like a good experience bad experience anything like that yeah I feel like I've met some people that have come out from like different places to see me perform and like it was just cool seeing the like we were talking about earlier like the translation from like um, a social media follower into a fan is really cool. Um, there's people that like followed me on TikTok like early on 2020 that like would end up coming out to like see me play in Nashville, and that was like really special. Um, or just like meeting people after my show that were like happy with my set and like wanted to like get coffee after because Nashville's one of those places where like yeah. everyone just like hangs out and it's like a very uh, friendly group oriented setting. And like I'm not used to that. And when I moved to Nashville, that was a really big switch for me I was like I'm used to doing everything on my own and kind of being like yeah. dealing with stuff on your own doing music on your like everything was on your own and in Nashville it's like a really small community but it's like very community oriented um and so yeah I think just like getting to meet people that you know you also love their music and stuff like that and they become like fans of your music and just getting to like kind of be there with each other and watch each other perform in Nashville it's just like a supportive thing and so I feel like yeah I've met a lot of people after my shows that I liked or I liked one of their shows and then we hung out after and like wrote together uh and yeah I think all that is just super cool and different and unique to like what I'm used to or like what people in LA are used to doing it's just yeah. a, like a whole different world so yeah and so whether it's like no words with like the meaning behind it or anything else is there like a song that you've released that you kind of have a special connection to or that you think is your personal favorite one i've released that's a good one i feel like i have a lot that i've put out that are coming that i'm like mm -hmm. more connected to i would say like emotionally um but yeah i think probably my favorite that i put out as of right now is probably either end from the beginning which is my most recent song or uh, my song Girl Underneath when I was, like, wrote that for my EP. Um, I think both of them have different, completely different, like, times and vibes going on. But the most recent one, I feel like it's just connected with a lot of people. And, like, that song, when we were writing it, like, I just knew, like, I wanted to put it out. It was, like, super special to me in the moment. And I just love, like, the way that it sings. And I just like the meaning. And I like how we, like, flipped the idea to make it more, like, I don't know, a lot of people write about, like, red flags and, like, things in relationships, but they don't, like, say that they, like, knew it from the beginning, yeah. that you didn't, like, 
ultimately break up from those red flags you saw and like that's something that I feel like no one really like writes about and so I just wanted to make a song about that because I've experienced it and I I just didn't know how to put it into words so like me and the two guys I wrote it with like I felt like we just captured it like the way that I was feeling in a song very perfectly that day so I feel like that's one of my favorites just by seeing how many people are resonating and like means a lot to people as well as to me um or yeah girl underneath was just like the first song i'd ever put out that felt the most like me it was pop it was my first pop song really my no words was pop too but i it was done by the same producer that i worked Mm -hmm. with in a duo so it still felt kind of connected to my past um and that was my first song i'd done with nightly which is like the band that i work with a lot and they produce a lot of my stuff for me um and so, yeah, it just felt like the first time I kind of stepped out into the pop space, I was like, yeah, this is, like, my vibe. <laughs> and I was I was proud of that song. Um, and, yeah, it also captured, like, personal feelings about myself that I was dealing with, like, needing to slow down and not work yourself to the ground and just, like, take time to focus on what you need and, like, care about yourself. Because um, I'm a workaholic and I sometimes, like, don't take care of myself. So, yeah, I think it was a good reminder for, like, even now for me. So those two songs probably are my, my favorites I put out. And uh, you you said that going forward you want to be in like full artist mode or like full on artist mode. What is what what does that mean to you? And what are your kind of your goals going forward? Full artist mode is just like I don't know. Like there's no nine to five in music. It's it's twenty four seven. Like you never stop. And I think part of me loves that. And part of me is like exhausted by that. Um, I'm I'm never craved like a traditional clock in clock out job I just haven't um and I think when you work with music honestly as an independent especially like your music is what you put into it so if you're working like one hour a week like your career is going to move at one hour a week you know what I mean so you have to be putting in like everything you can because I have all this free time I'm not in school and I'm trying to like get to a point where I feel like all this time and energy and like leaving school I all that has ultimately been for a purpose and I feel like obviously there's a lot of growth and movement that's happened in the past couple years and I'm proud of that um but I still I'm always wanting the best and more and more and growth and trying to celebrate my accomplishments things that I've accomplished now that I wished two years ago I could have um but also just not getting comfortable I never want to be comfortable um so yeah I'm always just kind of in full arts mode I'm always working I'm always you know figuring out new things I can do to promote my music I'm always researching I love the marketing and the back end stuff of the music industry just as much as I love like the music and the performing and the writing um I never want to like have too much time off like even right now I'm off for the summer just like in Florida but I'm still have music coming out and I'm working on content all that kind of stuff so yeah yeah, I just feel like full arts mode just means literally always music is always happening no matter what even on vacations even you know in a lot of aspects when I'm out with my friends like I still like if my manager calls me I'm taking the call type of thing so I am working on boundaries because I think that's something that's important to not burn out it's just like having boundaries with your work and I struggle with that because music is sometimes it doesn't feel like work because it's something I love so much but eventually you get burnt out and it's happened before so I am working on boundaries in that sense but I'm just always like looking for the next thing and like worrying about what I got to do and like making plans and make making sessions and I mean my music's already for next year kind of already getting planned out and that's mm-hmm. next year and I already have music coming out all the rest of this year so I'm always like a year ahead and I mm-hmm. think it just makes me feel more comfortable to be a year ahead um mm-hmm. rather than be struggling at the last minute to figure out what I'm doing um so yeah I feel like that's that's kind of what I mean by yeah. that <laughs> probably yeah. um yeah. yeah, it's definitely a good place to be in is, like, that you have 
music ready to be released rather than kind of like releasing a project, doing all the marketing, and then realizing you don't really have anything left and like, oh, I can have to start from scratch like my entire next project. And so I think that's definitely a good place to be in. And I'll definitely keep an eye out for some of that music coming out soon. But thank you so much for coming on. I think it was a great time. I think we talked about a lot of good things. Where can people find you online? Instagram, Spotify, everything like that. And if you want to know any music coming out soon, feel free to do that too. Yeah, I'm Savannah Lee on everything. So Savannah with no H, everyone spells with the H, but there is no H at the end. And then Lee is L-E-I-G-H. My mom loves giving me weird spellings to things, I guess. Um, Yeah, I'm Savannah Lee official on most things, or Spotify and Apple, it's just Savannah Lee. And I have music literally coming out until the rest of the year. So a new song every month for the rest of the year. So um yeah it's it's gonna be really exciting it's the project is a full project it's just getting released to singles but each song is in order of like an album so um they're all like telling a story ultimately at the end all right well thank you again for coming on and Thanks for me. Yeah.